from an undisclosed location in America. It's Radio Free Soccer. And today we have two very special guests. Two for the price of one. These guys are blowing up. If you haven't heard them, you've probably passed away. Uh, Alexis Guerreros. Yeah, yeah. Christian Polanco, hey. a.k.a. The Cooligans. Hi. What's up, my guys? How's it going? Sprat. <laughs> oh, well. It's going well. Wow, you guys have the gulliest soccer podcast on your podcast. That's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're trying to follow in your gully alley steps. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Imagine everyone MLS just gets real gully. <laughs> it's like one team's shirt sponsor is like a switchblade. <laughs> so you guys usually are asking people questions, and so now this is your chance to let us know a little bit more about you. So yeah. what's, what's your superhero origin story? How did this all come about? Oh, man. Um, I guess we're both stand-up comics. We've been professional stand-up comics for just about 10 years each. And uh, we've known each other. And, you know, I've told the story a couple times, but I didn't like Christian at first. I just thought he was real pompous, too cute. You know what I mean? Why does this kid look 16? Okay. <laughs> uh, and he would, uh, we kind of we got along fine, like, in the comedy scene. I always thought he was funny. But we never, like, really talked until we both had our own podcasts and we did a crossover episode. And the conversation was great. It was funny. And he was, a, he was like, easy to talk to, <clears throat> and he kind of grew up very similar to me. And then we started talking about soccer, and that's when the friendship took off. We played FIFA. He just destroyed me in front of my wife. You know what I mean? While disrespectful, which I like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how you earn my respect. Uh, and we both got season tickets to NYCFC when they first started. And just to stand next to each other, we kind of wanted to go to local soccer games. We kind of wanted to support the local team. And we started just joking around, as comedians do. And the second game we went to, people around us were like, yo, stand next to those guys. They're funny. And that's when I looked at him like, yo, we should do something. And here we are. And I had the idea to do a soccer podcast in the past. And the name Cooligans I thought was so bad it was good. You know what I mean? Like it went full circle. So when he was like, all right, what are we going to call it? And I was like, all right, now hold on. Okay. I was like, I don't want you to react right away. I want you to think about it. What do you think of the name Cooligans? And he just kind of stared at me and he's like, I hate it, but I also like it. I was like, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was like, here that, we are. That was exa- <clears throat> my exact response. I'm like, this is stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> I mean, there's, no, there's no other word uh, for it. I think because it, it's like one of those uh, – and I feel like I've learned more about like brand awareness and weird things <laughs> like that because like yeah I'm sure when somebody said Pepsi the first time people were like well all right get, fire this guy yeah. you know what I mean it just sounds dumb but mm-hmm. over time if people start hearing it and then we, we started realizing it was resonating with people when we would go to games and people would yell it at us from afar and we we're like okay we I think yeah. maybe we're onto something we've hit a nerve <laughs> you know well I think you've given the word a new meaning right you've given a non a non-existent word a new meaning right. kind of like the way drug companies do you know right. so exactly. you take a makeup yeah. word and you infuse it with something but like I think if you guys had come out and been sort of the prototypical hipster soccer brand right and you called yourself cool against people would be like that is shit well we couldn't do that because it was already a company called Copa 90 so <laughs> <laughs> What are we going to do, right? We can't just... There's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> Expect a lot of that on the show. Yeah, but the fact, the fact that you guys are, are really kind of down to earth and grassroots and take the humor of the sport and run with it, I think that's why people have embraced it. But it's amazing to me that it started right in the stands of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, a baseball stadium is where a soccer <laughs> podcast was born. Well, that's where a Dominican and a Cuban get yeah, together and yeah. make magic. That's right? the only time, which is something I never realized. The yeah. two of us met at a baseball stadium. We met uh, at the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is where we can only, as a Cuban and Dominican, that's the only place we're allowed to make business deals. Is <laughs> where a baseball is being thrown, which happens everywhere where we're from. But I think when we started, we were like, we're going to be a comedy podcast that talks about soccer. We're not going to be a soccer podcast that's funny. And... 
we didn't see other podcasts that are funny. Now, there are other podcasts that are humorous. Total Soccer Show, they can be funny. They're hilarious when they want. They tend to break down games. You know, some people say Men and Blazers, and we say no. We're like Men and Blazers, but funny. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're, we're not trying to be clever. We're not trying to be, like, poetic or anything. We just want to be funny and talk about soccer. It's similar to, like, how we would talk to our friends. And I, didn't, I knew no one was doing it, but I didn't realize it had never been done. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, wow, no one's really doing this. Like, we're the only ones. It's taken a while to convince people that comedians aren't going to make fun of the sport. We're going to make fun with the sport. Because I think traditionally, and Christian brings this up all the time, when comedians talk about soccer, it's usually a bad thing. Like, oh, we're making fun of the sport, but we're not. We love it, you know? Yeah. Well, and also, I think the choice that you made, and I don't know if this was conscious or not, early on, to focus on American soccer and not, like, Premier League and La Liga. And mm-hmm. I think that's where most soccer podcasts, you know, we talked a little bit about this when we were doing a shoot with you guys, is, like, there's this high airs of, like, well, that's the real soccer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is this is some minor league it shouldn't even be on TV soccer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 well, we have those conversations often about, like, how um, how do we grow our audience, right? And one of those things is, like, maybe we should talk about Premier League or, and, or talk about just uh, European soccer a bit more. But, but then, like, even Liga MX, we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's, there's, uh, there's that little bit of that balance of, like, w- w- do we chase just – the listeners or do we kind of it's not even about staying true to ourselves because we of course we follow Premier League and everyone basically does but I I think at least for me I know that especially since we made the conscious choice to kind of focus on American soccer there's been uh it's more uh we we have a stronger connection to it obviously going going to get we were just in uh, a New England Revolution game we've gone to Portland we've been to Atlanta a bunch uh seeing meeting these people when you meet American soccer fans it's it's different then, you know, th- they know that they're not a part of a group that is like, you know, there's, a Ar- like there's an Arsenal supporters group in every city, basically, right? Yeah. So you know that you're in, uh, it, it's a smaller thing and that the fact that you're supporting American soccer to begin with is your contribution to help the sport grow. It's not even just about helping your team grow. It's about helping the sport be more – uh, uh, so people can be more aware of the fact that soccer exists in their city because when they're battling against other uh, NBA, NFL, uh, it, it can be a little tough to find a, a community for that. And for us, we like a lot of my decisions are made out of anger. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of how I am. And you're I from just Newark. yeah, born and raised <laughs> in Newark. There's nothing you could do about it. Okay, <laughs> anger is my fuel. Uh, I just thought about it. Like growing up being a soccer fan, we were made fun of by non-soccer fans. And now that soccer has become a bit more universal, especially in the U.S., you get a lot more access to a lot more soccer from around the world. You've got all these Premier League fans, and they're making fun of me too. Like, I got nobody. Yeah. Like, oh, you only watch American soccer. Oh, you're an American soccer fan. That's not, that's not football, mate. I'm like, dude, you're from Queens. Where'd you get that accent? Like, <laughs> you know, you're chanting an English accent. It's like that kind of stuff would piss me off. It's like, so we're completely alone here as American soccer fans. You know what I mean? I love, I love Arsenal. Arsenal is what brought me to the sport. I love Arsenal. I'll watch it every time it's on TV. I'll watch it even, like, tape delay, whatever. I'll follow the news. But I can't also like local soccer. I'm not supposed to, like, support my local team. The idea that we have nobody. As American soccer fans, like we're just alone in this bubble. Even other soccer fans don't fuck with us. That pissed me off. And I was like, no. And like, I don't know if it was a conscious decision from the get go. I think we started talking about everything. And then we realized like no one is talking just to the American soccer fans. And mostly if they do, it's mostly about the, the American team, you know, the U.S., the men's national team or the, the, the sort of sport as a whole. No one's focusing really on American local soccer fans. So I was like, all right, fuck it, we'll do it, you know? Yeah. And I think from that point on, 
you know, Christian and I made that decision, like, all right, we're going to talk to these folks, and we'll see where that goes. You know, no one said, no one shut the door on talking about other teams. Like, we may add other episodes during a week, something like that. I don't know. But for the most part, we're really happy with, like, what Christian said, that when we go places, people thank us. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's not something we expected. We just thought people were going to laugh and maybe come see us perform stand-up, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, American soccer culture is still taking baby steps, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably, it's evolving, and I think that's... What's interesting about what you guys do and what we're trying to do as well is like we're trying to figure out how it's evolving and yeah. where is it going. And the experience is so different from town to town. I mean, you went to New England this past weekend and that was probably like sitting with Civil War reenactors. You know, it's like we haven't eaten in three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're hiding. Yeah. The yeah. Enemy. <laughs> you yeah. Know, we hope to come out with more reinforcements. <laughs> but like and then you go to Atlanta and it's like a big party and there's 50,000 people and they're spending money left and right and yeah, hot dogs are $2 world. and, yeah. you know, it's like utopia yeah it's right? a different world and it's exciting to see even when we went to portland portland felt like that had been happening for for 80 90 years mm-hmm. you know portland just kind of understands it atlanta feels new in the funnest way possible it feels new and it feels like everyone's like we should do this today and everyone's like yeah portland has like a system like you know where you go you know where you walk in the march i always stand next to this person it felt kind of cool it felt cool being a part of like oh there is some culture in the u.s in soccer and then you go to new england you're like all right you could see the folks that are trying to build it and you can see that they're having a little bit of a difficult time a difficult time but at least they're having fun doing it mm-hmm. and i think that's the most important thing like christian and i were like Christian says this all the time. If it's not interesting, I kind of don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, even if I come up with an idea that's insane, and I'm like, yo, I want to do this, 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 and I I feel like I have to convince Christian. As long as I know he's, like, going to be entertained while doing it, he'll do it. You know what I mean? And I think that's how American soccer is. It's like, I don't know. Let's try it, you know? Like, a Cincinnati, everyone's like, oh, we're Cincinnati. They clearly have an understanding of what they're doing. They're marching. They're all the players on the field. I kind of wish it wasn't just all white people, but, you know, yeah. I mean, they kind of get a system. They have un- an understanding. And those cultures are being built as we speak. And I, hopefully we can make the culture just a little bit more gully, you know, a little bit more hood. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, and, you know, we, we definitely come, come from a, a comedic background, you know. And I was, I was always coming from the background of, like, uh, doing stand-up and in the hope of, like, getting a, getting a writing job, writing on SNL, doing all that stuff. I love – uh, writing on sketch shows and things like that. I was always uh, doing live shows and things like that. So we try to, I, I, and I know I try to bring that into what we're doing. So it's like if if there was a, a, a late night show about soccer, what would it look like? Maybe it's the Cooligans, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if there was a daily show about soccer, that that's kind of where, sort of where we come from. So the idea of being able to do a couple things, which is like have fun with it, but also, you know, we're also critical of American soccer. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of problems. Uh, so we can, we can have those serious moments, but at the very least, like we can be – I think we have earned – and this is what we were trying at the beginning and at least what I was self-conscious of, which was I thought the soccer community would – would not embrace us because like we haven't been around since 96 and we didn't, we don't know exactly where, how MLS started and, and we don't know the, the, the rookie of the year from 96 and right. stuff like that. So I thought it w- that was sort of going to be the issue, but I think we've gained some credibility and some respect in, in that when, you know, we were, we were covering the U S soccer uh, election, you know, the, for the, for president. And it's like very few people were really talking about that. And it's, uh, and let alone two comedians who can make that, insanely boring process somewhat entertaining right. and and make people care about it and it, it's almost like i was i was talking to some of the people from midnight writers the 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 uh, new england revolution like supporters group the main one uh and telling them like you know what you guys are doing especially with a team that is not 
doing well for that hasn't been doing well for so long and you guys are still so committed and people paint tifos and they they come up with chants and they do all this stuff it's like as comedians maybe that's the thing that we can contribute to american soccer which is like yeah i'm not maybe i'm not going to paint a tifo but maybe i can make you laugh throughout the week or after you get or after a terrible loss or something like that so it feels like that that's the way we're sort of like uh, uh, you know, being uh, you know, being arm in arm with with American soccer fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, the U.S. soccer election, like they should have hired you guys to just create attack ads oh, to be able to candidate. Carlos Guerrero eats babies, sponsored <laughs> by the Friends of Eric Winaldo. I would have, I've waited my entire life uh, for an opportunity like that, <laughs> just to make up lies about people and put it on TV. But Buddy, are you kidding me? It's so crazy because the U.S. soccer election is actually super important and. Even most American soccer fans, most soccer fans in general, I think uh, who they don't really care about who the, the, their federation president is in almost any country. Uh, but it's yeah, it's it's huge. And then when we were talking to like Kyle Martino about that process and getting to learn about it, uh, it's absolutely fascinating. And then you realize like that, the, the, that there are so many uh, opportunities to have uh, incredible power or have corruption or and things like that, because. Nobody generally cares yeah. uh, about this or stuff. Or people are cool with status quo. And I mean, to, to piggyback on that point, there's so many interviews. There's so many things not being talked about because most of the people that talk about MLS are state radio. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, we love Extra Time. It's a great show. There's a lot of things they can't say. There's a lot of things they can't talk about. Like when, you know, Kyle Aaron gets a DUI driving on the wrong side of the road, Christian and I, we're the you know to come to us because we're going to talk about that. To the Jermaine Jones interview, to me, is like that's – the highlight of our of our careers, you know, as Cooligans, is here's a guy who was very open about catching his wife cheating on him on Instagram, and you know was very critical of U.S. Uh, men's soccer players, and uh, you know how some of them are soft and stuff. And whether you agree or disagree, that que- those questions need to be asked, and no one's willing to ask those questions. We were at the U.S. Coaches Conference, and he did an hour long talk with someone from SiriusXM FC, and they talked about the games. And they talked about scoring the goal against Portugal and all these things. And I think everyone was like, oh, talk about the good stuff. And no one did. It's because they're not really allowed to. You know what I mean? They're kind of asked not to. No one. What are you going to take away from us? Our ability to click upload on an MP3? (laughs) You can't take anything away from us. You know what I mean? Well, maybe we don't get media passes. We'll find a way into the game. You know? So you can't take that away from us. So when we got the chance to interview uh, Jermaine Jones, I saw in Christian's eyes where we were like, looked at each other like, we're going to do this, right? And we started talking to him about the Instagram. We, we asked him about the Jordan Morris comments. We asked him about what's going on with his wife. You know, he revealed that he's got a restraining order and he's getting divorced before he talked about it. And those moments for us, it's not like, oh, we got a scoop. For us, it's like, he clearly wanted to talk about this. And he clearly is open and wants to bring this up and clearly has some thoughts about men's soccer that maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, but it should be talked about. We shouldn't hide these things. And... As American soccer fans, it's like, yo, we kind of want – we want to be a part of the, the mainstream a little bit too, you know? A player in the NBA, even if he's a bench player, gets a DUI for driving on the wrong side of the road. It's on every news channel in the country. An MLS player does it, and no one talks about it. So we're like, well, we'll help MLS get a little bit more shine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's also more accessible for people. People can relate more to a guy being upset that his wife cheated on him yeah. than they can on a regular season game. 
with no implications whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, always make the point, like, Tom Brady is a figure, not just because he's good at football, but he's because he's, he's a fucking weirdo. Kisses <laughs> kids and, and the yeah. model wife and all this other stuff. So. He's got Giselle Bungeon as a wife, but he tongues his kid. <laughs> you know, like, it's a, you know, this so is the kind weird. of stuff. You so know? It makes you like, you know what, I'm going to check out the, the Pats this weekend. Yeah. What's this weirdo going to do? Who's this, who's this weirdo <laughs> sponsored by Uggs? You know, why would you get an Ugg sponsorship? That that guy, there, there's there's juice to it. Even when um, you know uh, Landon Donovan needed like the mental health break, as serious a subject as that is, no one brought it up because it was bad for U.S. soccer for him not not be on the field. And it's like, yeah, maybe we would have taken a comedic spin on it, but we would have talked about it had we been around at that time. Like those are the things that. It gives a soul and a character to the league. It's like, I can't imagine. Look, I'm not a NASCAR fan. I don't know what people are watching. A car drive fast, turn left. But whatever. If that's your thing, that's your thing. But people don't like the cars. They like the driver. People like teams, but you want to get behind the player. People aren't talking to players the way we do. When we interview a player, we have to let them know. By the way, we're comedians. We're not going to ask you the same seven questions you get in every interview. How did that feel? What do you think about your competitors? Oh, we respect them. Nah, none of that bullshit. We're going to ask you, what, like, what's, what's on your playlist? We're going to ask you what you eat. We're going to ask you, yo, what do you do when this happens? Like, we're going to talk to you like friends of ours because that's how we respect you because we watch you play. Like, we talked to Reggie Cannon when we were in uh, FC Dallas, and we just talked to him about he's a massive Eminem fan, and I was just shitting on Eminem a little bit, and we were going back and forth, and he was, like, defending Eminem, and he's laughing. We're having a great time. His coach was on the other side of the door because he was next to be interviewed, and his coach came in, and he after the interview, he was laughing. He goes, you know, thank God I realize you guys are comedians because I was upset at Reggie Cannon because we have a game coming up this weekend. I thought you were radio guys, and I'm like, why is he laughing and having a good time? He's got to be serious, and, you know, he thought he was just, like, blowing off this interview and, like, having a good time as opposed to realizing we're trying to make him laugh. And he was like, oh, this is great for the team. You made everyone relax. You should come next time and make everyone, you know, do this with every player. And then they lost that weekend. So maybe it was our fault. <laughs> but, like, he saw the benefit of it afterwards. At first, he was, like, upset because no one does these types of interviews. Everyone asks you the same questions. Why, well, you know, when we go out there, we've got to respect the opponent and practice hard. None of that bullshit. You can get that everywhere else. You're not going to get that from us. Do you find that because you do certain these interviews a different way and they're a different style and they're a little bit more irreverent, are the teams hesitant? To have guys yeah, come on? Totally. 100%. 100%. The teams, the so agents, business, the absolutely zero in it for them. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It's not that they The wives, the dogs upset <laughs> no, with no, Let me rephrase that. It's, it's very high risk versus it's, the reward. It's very high risk. Yeah. And At it, first. It, and it's also, it, frankly, what, what is happening is that these, uh, these players are, are, are joining us on, on a comedy podcast. Right. Soccer players do not go on comedy podcasts. That's not a common thing. There's, there's uh, at least uh, precedent in NFL and NBA. I know Blake Griffin has been on like a comedy podcast. He's a fan of comedy, things like that. So for uh, the, the comedy scene has so much neglected American soccer that when we reach out to people, they're like, who are you? What do you want? Uh, <laughs> they think we're like going to prank them it's or it's going to be a gotcha thing. They're incredibly skeptical. And, and honestly, shout out to FC Dallas for taking that chance on us because they did not have to do that. And they, they, they were fans of uh, another interview that we did. We, we interviewed Simon Doonan, uh, who is uh, a fa- like a fashion icon in New York. He, he, he did the, uh, the, the windows the, at Barney's. At Barney's. Yes, yeah. So when uh, we, we basically the way uh, when we had him on the show, we showed him uh, fashionable MLS players and a lot of them were from FC Dallas. So as soon as FC Dallas saw that, they were like, oh, this is cool. They're giving it, They're showing us some love. And and they, they like the interview. 
uh, then it took what seven, eight months, seven or eight months later, they invited us uh, to go to go there and any of their players. Like that was insane. They set it up for us. They gave us a conference room. They go, this player's coming in at this time. This player's coming. that's we're usually begging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, can we talk to a player? You know, and they they set it up for us. And then then the coach, which was. Huge, like they allowed us to talk to Oscar Pereira, which yeah, is and and the owner, the, and the Oscar. owner, yeah. So it, it was, it's literally unprecedented. They, no, no team has ever probably given even most uh, journalists that kind of access. And then to to have, you know, some of the interviews, nobody was in the room with us, with like monitoring the player or what they said. No, they didn't ask us like, hey, let me listen to the interview before they, you. Get yeah, to. they 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 knew what we did and they trusted us with that. And and honestly, like that was one of the uh, like biggest moments in our careers. So Mm -hmm. now uh, after that's happened, like it'll, now we're trying to talk to other teams to kind of do similar things because our listeners were like, you know, do it here. Why don't you do this in Columbus? Why don't you do this in Portland? Yeah. It's like, we we want to, (laughs) but it's not, it's not as easy. So that, that's the hope in in that, that, uh, you know, the league, uh, this is like a different thing that, that we can, we can work with the league, and that's its own uh, sort of entity. And then we have to speak to the, each individual club. And uh, it's not just going to be like we're cool with somebody at MLS and then every single club is going to be. Uh, we thought that's what it was going to be. No, it's like not. <laughs> we said when we started, we're like, yo, nobody's doing this. We're comedians. They're going to invite <laughs> us in. Open the door. Whatever you want. And we have just been like, what is wrong with all of you? Why do you hate us? We're helping you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The. Well, I think they tend to focus on what sells tickets, and they feel like the game sells tickets. And I don't think they understand as much that if they want casual fans to come in, they have to open that conversation up and yeah. make it more accessible for everybody. And I've I said think that's them, what you guys are doing. I said to them, look, uh, you know, the soccer media is overwhelmingly white and suburban, and that's fine. It's cool. But, like, we talk to a segment of fans that they don't talk to. Like, when we speak Spanglish on our show – we get the Latino fans who are like, yo, you talk the way we do. And we're getting like one guy is a rural farmer in Kansas. He's a farmer in Kansas. And he told me that he called his grain. He tweeted at us. He called his grain distributor my guy because he's been listening to our podcast so much. <laughs> like, we know we're changing. Like the term gully was like something Cameron said for two summers. And we, we brought it back and we like sort of made it a part of the soccer community. And like that's the kind of stuff we're doing. So we're talking to a segment of fans that, you know, Extra Time doesn't talk to and, and Total Soccer Show and Men in Blaze definitely doesn't talk to. Like those, there's a group of people that are like those shows, but we also can hit nerves that they can't. And we, we literally presented this to MLS and said, like, look, look what we do. And I'm not sure that they see the benefit in it, in it just yet. And I think a lot of it is the FC Dallas thing is so big for us because so many people are afraid that they can't control us. And to some degree, as comedians, we're like, don't tell us what not to say. We're not going to be stupid, but don't tell us what not to say because that's going to be the first thing that pops up yeah. in our head. You know? So to some degree, they're kind of right. They can't sit there and, and they, they're never going to get final edit on us. They're never going to get it. If they want it, fine. They're never going to get it. But – to some degree, it's like, we're not stupid. We, we, we're here to help the league. We're here to help the sport in America. So give us the opportunity, and you'll see how much fun it is. You know, we, we named a burger after Jack Harrison when he played at NYCFC, and we did a big event. The way we got Jack Harrison was his mom sat in the supporter section. So we went over, spoke to his mom. His mom watched our, listened to our podcast, watched some of our videos, loved it, put us in contact with his agent. His agent got us the player. At no point did we talk to NYCFC because had we, we'd have never been able to do it. Yeah. And it was a great event, and he, the kid loves it. Like, to this day, his, we met one of his friends who's now, like, kind of an agent in the business, and he was like, yo, he talks about that all the time. Like, 
we honor this kid who was playing well by naming a sandwich after him, which in New York, that's a huge deal, you know? And no one would have allowed that because, God forbid, what do you mean? What do you name a sandwich? He's not going to eat it. He's got a game tomorrow. There was all these stipulations put on it. We just we avoided all that. And then he got transferred to Manchester City. He's playing in Leeds, trying to get the, uh, Leeds uh, promoted, promoted into, uh, into the Premier League. So that was all because of us. Yeah. yeah I mean, so you're it. welcome. You are. Right? <laughs> and he's got no sandwich in England. Yeah. Sorry. And yeah. He, <laughs> but he named he bought his he bought his mom a nice car. So that's because of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so where's our at least get us an unlimited Metro card. I mean, I mean. You, th- there's no way that it's, it's not impossible to think that when he's being transferred to Manchester City and, and them thinking about like who the player is and Brand, you don't, they, somebody in Manchester City watched our video and be like, yo, Jack, is, he's great on this with these guys. Yeah. And in fact, his agent told us after, and this is where I, we knew we had something. Um, when we started, we knew fans were yelling at our name, but I'm like, yo, we got a little something more. When the agent came up to us after the event, he was like, I finally, in an interview, I get to see the Jack I know. You know, that's not the Jack that does the media trained interviews because he was at Manchester United as a youth academy. They train him on how to speak in front of a camera. He's like, you opened him up. Like, we broke him like a wild horse. We're like, we're not going to let you do this media train shit. We're going to figure out a way to get you to laugh. And we're going we're gonna to be silly if we have to. We're going to be dumb. We're going to be loud if we have to. We're going to find a way to get you to open up and be who you are with your friends. And by the, by the midway through the interview, we had done it. You know what I mean? And his agent came up to us. He's like, I'm going to use this to be able to get him more sponsorships and promotions and stuff like that. And we were like, okay, now we're adding value to the players' lives, which for a long time, they're not getting paid that well. So it was like a benefit for us to be able to say, like, look, you come on our show. People are going to see the real you. That may lead to better opportunities because we want that for you. That's not just a way for us to big ourselves up. It certainly is. I mean, there's icing on that cake for sure. But it's a way to say, like, look, come on our show. It's only going to help you. Right. What are some of the other tipping points that you guys have had along the way where you're like, all right, we're we're on to something here? Uh, I mean, I I would say the – so I, I, one of the things that we did, I think, which was sort of a risk, but we, you know, we weren't making any money doing anything that we were losing doing. Losing money. We were just straight up losing <laughs> money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, as comedians, <laughs> we don't make a lot. So that was like, my wife's like, what? what? <laughs> you we, don't bring a lot home and you're going to spend yeah. it? We you took, can't pay for hosting space with drink tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for damn sure. But when we took the opportunity to go to uh, – when we first got press credentials at, at MLS Cup in Toronto, I think that was huge because – I mean, it, and it happened in a – we had to kind of push the door down to kind of get it. But yeah, my wife called the lady and pretended to be our manager. <laughs> <laughs> called true. her on her cell phone three days before – MLS Cup and was like, oh, yeah, I am setting up the travel schedule for the Cooligans. You guys haven't responded. And the lady was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, my wife sounded mad official. So when that happened, I was like, OK, cool. They, they actually are acknowledging us as a, as a media entity to be to and, and to get press credentials. So that was that was huge. But I, I think the biggest uh, thing was when we did uh, the a Red Clay Comedy Festival in Atlanta. That's uh, the biggest. We we opened the festival with uh, a live podcast uh, for, for Atlanta United fans, and we sold it out. We, we were the first show on the festival, and it was sold out. And we had never – I had never even been to Atlanta, uh, and we had this fan base there that I didn't know about. Uh, and Shouts to Jay Riddle for helping us out. Yeah, he's he a, massive uh, a great dude. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. He's, uh, he's become like a family member to us. Yeah. And this was just a fan of ours. He has his own podcast now, and it's hilarious. Like, when to open a, a comedy festival is a huge honor. That means, like, you know, closing it out is a big honor. Opening it is a big honor. Like, that's that means they trust you, that they think you're big, that they think, like, you know, you'll draw the fans in, and you'll represent the – you'll set the stage for what – it's like the opening ceremony for the Olympics. Like, you're going to set the stage for what the pageantry of this thing 
to allow a comedy podcast that's about soccer to open up a comedy festival in a city that just got a team was insane to us. And it was something that we didn't take lightly. We, like, got posters made and stuff. And, like, we're going to give them away or sell them for whatever people want to pay. Like, we were trying to figure out a way to, like, honor the festival and, like, do as much as we could. And when we walked in, uh, well, we walked in early, but when we were sort of standing in this perch area that was, like, a green room and people started filing in, all wearing Atlanta United stuff, I looked at Christian like, yo, like, I know we sold tickets, but, oh, my God, people are actually showing up. Like, this wasn't some Russian bot that bought tickets. Like, this is serious. <laughs> and it, it, put, it put us in this position of, like, what do we do? We've never done this live, you know? What do we say? And we were like, well, whatever. Let's just be ourselves. Christian was like, let's just go up and do what we do on the podcast. It's just people in front of us. We're comedians. We do this all the time. And it worked really, really well. We had a player there, and we had one of the announcers and a, and a player, two players. And it all worked out really well. And by the end of it, I looked at Christian like, yo, we did it. Like, we, we started, like, two guys in, in a fucking kitchen in, in, on the Upper West Side, my old apartment, just talking into mics. Two comedians, and now we're like live in front of people, and like we're selling tickets and opening comedy festivals. Like to some degree, like that when you know when the when the Cooligans Bible is written, there's got to be the beginning of the New Testament right here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is it. Like we did something. Yeah, and I can guarantee if the Cooligans Bible is written, Alexis will not read it. No, <laughs> no pizza stains on and the it, outside. And it will be the gulliest Bible ever created. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is this shit stapled instead of bound? Because it's gully. <laughs> How much of the soccer world and the comedy world intersect for you guys between what you're doing as the Cooligans and what you're doing in your own careers as stand-ups? Those lines are blurring more and more. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's the – maybe that was sort of the plan um, just to – We definitely allowed it to just happen. Yeah. You know, we didn't fight either. Whatever. Yeah, the hope is obviously we do – like any comedians, you do a podcast, and then the hope is that people will come out to see your live shows. Uh, not, not, it's not – you know, we're not reinventing the wheel there. Um, but I think the sort of what I was saying before, like the, 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 all the skills that I've learned throughout comedy, I'm just applying them with soccer uh, and in soccer. How do we find whether it's a joke on Twitter, whether it's uh, writing a sketch? You know, uh, we got to do uh, a thing for NYCFC last year where we got we got to basically play lawyers and do uh, do like a, a, a law commercial or whatever. So things like that. Um, the I don't know. To, to me, but hold on. Take a little credit for that because when they reached out to a bunch of fans to just make like quick videos, mm-hmm. and Christian was like, "No, let's write a sketch. Like, let's actually show. Like, everyone else is just doing like selfie shot stuff, and it was all really creative. Some of the stuff was really funny, but Christian was like, let's write it out. Let's. We got We have a green screen in his in his apartment. Like, let's do it. If we're gonna do it, let's do it right. And I, to me, I was like, Nah, let's just riff. You know, like that's easy for me. I never want to sit down and do work. I'm like, let's just riff. You know. And Christian was like, No, no, no let's actually do it. And we wrote it out. And we put on suits, and we got the green screen, and we did it, and Christian, uh, Christian edited it. One of the players has three names, uh, Ishmael Tajuri Shradi. So we, we joked on the podcast that he's our lawyer. That's our law firm, Ishmael Tajuri and Shradi. And it became, like, popular. Like, other podcasts started calling him, the, like, the law firm and stuff. So we were like, let's make a bad law commercial, like one of those regional lawyer commercials. For, and it fucking blew up. And NYCFC shared it on their Twitter as opposed to just retweeting it. They put it on theirs. And that's when we were like, okay. We were presented with an opportunity. We took it seriously. We made it funny, and they've never seen anything like it. And that's open doors as well. And that's all to Christian's credit. Because if it was me, I would have been like, "Yeah, just turn the camera on, let's riff." Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I, I, so even asking about like, uh, you know, if these two worlds could sort of cross, I, I, 
I don't ever necessarily feel that way because I'm we're comics. We're that's all we are, and and we're not pretending to be soccer journalists. No, God, you no. know it, it's nice to be uh, welcomed into this world, but we don't pretend to be anything else. We're still doing stand up. Uh, everyone, we can't do soccer jokes when we do our stand up. It's very different. Like uh, if I bring up an MLS team. Uh, at a stand-up show, the audience is just like, "What is this person yeah. talking about?" They just—it sounds like a startup. We're trying to sell them on. <laughs> yeah, it, they're completely baffled. So we're we're comics, and we like soccer. You know, we don't pretend to be anything else. Do you find fans of the podcast though coming to your shows more? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Um, I was in San Antonio uh, opening for Mark Norman uh, about a year ago, and this is—I text him immediately after the show. You know, the headliner is the one that goes up. You know, they, they get all the fanfare, they get all the handshakes, and I just kind of stand there, and every once in a while someone would walk up to me and be like, hey, man, that was funny. It's cool. Like, I went to the green room first because Mark wasn't selling merch, so I didn't have to, like, do anything. I didn't have to go over there or anything or help him out. So I just went to the green room, and uh, the owner of the club was like, no, 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 there's a bunch of people who want to see you. There was 27 people standing there who are Cooligans fans in a city that doesn't have a soccer team, an MLS team. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing here? You know, like, I was – I'm like – you didn't have anything else to do today? Like, I was shocked that they would come <laughs> see me perform. And, like, we Googled your name, and we saw you were coming, so we all bought tickets. And one of them drove all the way from Austin. And I was like, damn, like, this is insane. Like, I, I texted Christian, like, it's changed. Like, things are different. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like before, like, where we were like, hey, if you want to ever come see us, let us know. Like, we say we're going to be somewhere. People tend to show up. When I did a Laughing Scope Festival just before that Atlanta thing that we talked about opening the, the comedy festival with that, I did another festival in Atlanta. And Jay Riddle was in the audience. And I saw an Atlanta United shirt. So I was like, hey, Atlanta United. And I didn't realize he's someone who listens to us. I just thought he was a fan. And he came up to me after the show. He gave me a scarf that he wore at like a big game and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, you came here just to see me? You know? I was in Ireland. A guy took a bus four hours each way just to see me perform in Dublin. Like, that's wild to me that, that the fans of a dumb soccer podcast and dumb on purpose. Like, we love the fact that it's dumb. Well, want to come see us perform something we also really care about. It's like, that's pretty fucking dope. Uh, is there an international audience for an American comedy soccer podcast? What is that like? <laughs> I mean, I, I look at the stats and, like, where people listen, and it's not a lot, but it's... Yeah. It's, Who's in Bahrain, I mean, but, this is, but it's amazing <laughs> that they find you. Yeah. Well, Pete, there are fans of MLS uh, across, across the, across the glo- globe, so... Uh, we we tend to find like I always f- find that the people who are into our show. If you're a fan of American soccer, you're probably already like a fairly nerdy person. We're dorks, right? We're paying attention to this American for especially for an international audience. This like the fact that anybody super fringe, yeah, super niche. you're paying attention to MLS, like you're paying attention to American soccer. Like you must be. A, a complete outcast in your group, right? <laughs> so they, so they, there's a place for them, uh, to, so to sort of uh, like to come to. So th- that's sort of like w- where we want to welcome those people, right? And and the hope is that we look. It's going to be a little tough if we go to London tomorrow and try to do a show. Yeah, it might not be easy. It might be, it might not be super easy, but uh, it's not necessarily impossible. And and from what I hear. Uh, from the, especially the people in England, they're like, "Hey, people are very aware of MLS, and they know that the you know." They, <laughs> I love how they talk about it like it's SARS. Like, yeah. We're yeah. aware of it. <laughs> We've heard of it. We're going to yeah. find a way to get. <laughs> We're going to make sure that we all get vaccinated. Everybody. and Nobody catches MLS. They, know, yeah, they see it, uh, the the players that that do play well. They see Rooney there. They see Nani here, and all that stuff. So it's it's not like it's not completely lost on them. But they don't. They definitely don't think it's cool. They don't respect it. But I think it, it, the the hope is that in what we do. 
that we can make it a little bit more palatable and relatable. And also, we clap back at all the European Euro snobs and all the European people who are like, oh, it's it's football, mate, all that. Oh, it's not called the PK, especially after uh, Bob Bradley had that rough go of it at Swansea because he called it a, a road game mm-hmm. as opposed to an away match, and he called it a PK. That's when we were like, nah, you know what? Nah, we'll be those guys. Like when Liam Ridgewell goes on Soccer AM and he's laughing at the league that pays him money as opposed to nah, – and I'm not saying you got to defend it, but like, yo, step up a little bit, say something, clap back at them. If he's not going to do it, we do it. You know, we'll be the ones to do it. So we clap back at all that. We're the ones who's like just loud and abrasive and in your face and proud to be American soccer fans because it's like it doesn't have to be the same thing you have. Yeah, and it's it's our culture's evolving, but and we shouldn't be ashamed of it. Yeah, give us time. It's a field. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not calling it anything else. It's yeah. a field. It's a damn field. If the <laughs> word pitch slides out of your mouth, who cares? It's a field. If I say field, and you're like, it's not a field. Tell me what that is. Yeah, <laughs> it's grass. Explain it to me. Yeah, dumbass. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so what's next for you guys? Where where are you hoping that this goes? Make money. Lots of money. <laughs> Yo, Make want, our parents proud. I want so much money that we sell out and we stop talking about American Zion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I want, you know, to help my wife pay rent. I think that'd be kind of nice. Um, no, honestly, like, we want – we don't know where it's going to go, and we are, we kind of don't say no to opportunities that we think will help us. Like, we host NY Fest, which is eight hours riffing yeah. on a microphone – outside in the sun. I got severely sunburned on my forehead one time. Like, we do that, and at first, we weren't getting paid at all for it. We're just doing it for free, but we know we'd put ourselves in in front of a bunch of soccer people and being funny. Um, You know, Kyle Martino was hosting a Streets FC event, and I just... Someone handed me a mic and I did not let go of it. I'm like, no, now I'm the host. And now, and I kept, I said Kooligans like 75 <laughs> nah, times. Now you just can't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Susan Sarandon was there. I was calling her Suze. Like, I know her. You know, I was just like, I'm going to be that guy that people are at least going to remember what I've said. And I said Kooligans a bunch of times. And people were like, yo, what podcast is Kooligans? Like, people heard. I was like, all right, cool. Like, we're going to keep drawing in as many fans and we want to get out to every MLS city. We want to, we want to perform for the fans. We want to talk to the players. You know, we want to, we want to sell dope merch. We don't want to, you know, we're not going full Copa and selling data, you know, stuff like that. Like, we want to we wanna find a way to connect with the fans and have that be our ability. Like, Christian and I have said from the beginning, like, if we can do this full time, that would that would be the that, greatest yeah, gift. That, that is success to me. Yeah. I mean, they, there's not uh, – I, I think when, when I started doing comedy, I, it was like the, this discovery of, like, uh, you know, I always loved stand-up comedy, but then, like, being a part of the community and, and how these, these – people my peers are, are like it, you know they're friends some i might have more casual friendships than others but there's like whenever i'm in any city and i meet another comic i'm like all right we we've been through it we know what our lives are like immediately and now that we've been doing soccer stuff it's been like this other community that's just been incredibly embracing and you see how much sacrifice that they uh, that they give and when i meet other soccer fans especially people that are like in supportive groups and things like that i'm like all right we know what our lives are like i mean this is th- this commitment is kind of incredible so the 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 hope of yeah just ha- making a career out of it it's not I, you know i i think especially when when we made the decision of like we're going to talk about american soccer we made that decision. We're like, we're not going to be making a lot of money. Yeah, we right? called the bank. Like, don't expect a deposit anytime soon. <laughs> okay, uh, you're not going to see me around too much. Yeah. We're waiting <laughs> on a tan money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might want to get a photo of me so you don't think I'm scamming you when but I come in. More than anything, it's 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 beautiful. I mean, the, some of the people that we meet, some, some of the events that we were just in Rhode Island doing. Uh, you know, the, the the commitment that parents make to you know they have to pay to get their kids uh, in soccer programs and 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 the, the sacrifices that they make, and you hear all. 
these stories. Uh, and, and so it, we just want to, yeah, obviously making uh, money, enough money to pay our rent and to survive is great. But being a part of something that we can, it almost feels like we're helping American soccer grow and be more palatable and relatable to people where, you know, a, a big point of pride for me is that when uh, I have, like, say, family members that are not into soccer at all, or friends that, are, that don't pay attention to soccer at all, and then they watch one of our videos or one of our interviews, and they're like, well, that was really awesome. That was really fun. I, I found this person really interesting. And it's like, uh, you know, being able to invite uh, uh, American soccer players onto a comedy podcast, which is not a common thing. That honors them. That honors them, yeah. And, and people are like, oh, I'm more, I, they will, even if they don't really think about it or they don't necessarily immediately feel it, they are more connected to the sport in, some, in, in a way that they, if they were watching an ESPN FC interview or something, they, they wouldn't feel that way. Well, and also, and I think this is something that you guys deserve a lot of credit for, a lot of the guests you've had on are women. And you've had a much greater diversity in the show than most shows have. In Thank terms you. of how you cover the sport. That means a lot to us. You know, when we started, we talked, they're like, oh, we're going to talk about women's soccer. And we're like, well, we don't really know that much. So we were like, all right, well, let's get some people on that do, you know, and let's let's let, you know, just like we did with MLS, like, let's educate ourselves live on the show, you know. And, you know, a, a lot of minorities and a lot of a lot of women and a lot of, you know, uh, LGBTQ, a lot of these people don't feel that they have an outlet. As soccer fans, to have a place to go and just hang out and talk, where it's not about being a woman, it's not about being gay, or it's not about yeah. being a minority. Oh, how different was like, yo, you come on the show, we, you know who we are. We both grew up like he's from Brooklyn, I'm from Newark. Like you know, we're both Latino. You know, we're open to everybody. We're welcoming everybody as long as you're welcoming to everybody too. We were cool to be on our show, and you know, you could just come here and have a good time. Like you know, recently we had an interview where um, it was uh, two women who uh, run a, a goalkeeping academy. And she was like, yeah, and she's my wife. Other podcasts be like, oh, congrats, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I get it. You're married. Yeah. Let's talk about the goalkeeping academy. Like, you're cool. Like, we're all family here. It's all good. Yeah, we don't necessarily think about, like, oh, we got to get this guest on the show. Let's because, get a woman. We got a woman. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah, because we're trying to connect with this demo. It's just like, I, honestly, really the only conversation we ever have when it comes to guests is, are they going to be fun? Are they going to be funny? Are they going to be like serious? Because we could have we could have a trans person who's boring as hell, and then that that makes for a bad show. So yeah. we have no real interest in what like uh, what people sort of represent per se. Uh, it's just like it's a comedy podcast. So that, that sometimes people feel pressure where like if you're coming on a show with two comedians sometimes people feel this pressure to be funny and then right. to make jokes <laughs> and then the show is bad because yeah. you're like you can't i always said we tell people like just be yourself if you want to make jokes cool if you don't want to make jokes at all like that's fine too we'll be the idiots and stuff like that so that's really the only bar it is it is very much a comedy show and uh, it's loose don't bring bits <laughs> yeah it's loose well and we'll I have a good time when people are themselves that's when you get the best stuff because yeah. just referencing that interview you did with the goalkeeper and, yeah. and her partner, um, you were asking him about whether or not they ream the kids out on the field. Yeah. And she was like, I don't, but she reams me out all the time. Yeah. And I think going back to what you said, I think if you were a, a gay couple, you would feel pressure, not like your marriage is supposed to be perfect because you don't want it to enter any criticism. Oh, right. But they really felt comfortable to be like, you know, we're a married couple. We fight yeah. at work <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Or we bring that work back home. Yeah. yeah that happens. Yeah. We, we try to give people anybody, you know, just an opportunity to just be themselves. And I think if they do that, if they have a good time and they're themselves and the audience likes it, 
we've succeeded. You know what I mean? If we ever feel like someone's putting on for the show, we invited uh, someone who got fired from a big YouTube channel. We invited him on just to be a part of the show for the whole episode. And part of the interest was we think this person's really good on microphone and on camera, and we wanted to help them find another job. We can't make phone calls for them. That's not We don't have those kind of That's your uh, wife connection. Job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> My wife, pretend. Pretend you're the manager. <laughs> like, I invited MLS Cup, so you don't have a job, but you're going to MLS Cup. So, like, for us, it's like, what could we do to help? It's like, let him come on and just be himself. And it was great. And audience members were like, yo, that was amazing. He should be on all the time. And, oh, that's great. Bring him on from time to time. And we're like, that's, to us, that's a success. You know, like, yeah, we couldn't put money in your pocket, but we could give you an opportunity to show who you are. And if we could do that with players, if we could do that with fans, if we could do that with people that are integral in the soccer community, then hopefully people continue to listen to the show. Who's the dream guest for you guys? Who's the one, the Moby Dick of... Cooligans guests. We've sort of had like I we've feel had like, like three <laughs> of our dream guests. We had Ray Hudson, Jermaine Jones, and Ali Krieger. Not in that order. Ali Krieger's at the top. But uh, I mean, probably who's, Don Garber. Who's honestly. left? Yeah, we have to talk to Don Garber. That would be so fun because we've actually met him a couple times at, at different events, and he like he knows who we are. He knows who we are. He like laughs and he jokes. I fucked with him a little bit, and he laughed about it. Like I, I was busting his balls, <laughs> and he enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't think many people talk to him that way. So he knew. So I gave him a sticker like, yo, we're the cool ones. I know who you guys are. He's like, I've talked to you before. I'm like, wow, this is why you stay in power. <laughs> you know, you remember people's faces. Sometimes Christian's like, it's me, Christian. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but my agent started making calls. She doesn't know anything about soccer. She started making calls. And somehow she had a mutual friend with Don Garber and got on the phone with Don Garber. And she just messaged me. She's like, the commissioner of MLS knows who you are. And I'm like, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> She's like, hey, he says he loves you. And he pushed you off to someone else. And, like, we're going to hold everyone's feet to the fire. Like, we are who we are. We're going to say what we want. We'll find a way to get there. Maybe we'll, we'll, light, we'll step lightly, you know. But Don Garber, I think, would be a dream. Yeah, and, and, and we, de- we definitely have those, those people that were like, oh, it would be great to interview these people. But I, I think what is more fun is when we discover that – someone who's very, like, under the radar is amazing, right? We didn't know how funny Ali Krieger was. We didn't know Bobby Boswell is one of the funniest MLS players, yeah. one of the funniest people you're ever going to really meet. Should have been a comedian. Yeah, so so funny. So when we had him on our show, that was like the, oh, my, yo, man, there might be more people like this where, like, they, they have these incredible personalities, but because they play soccer, nobody really knows about it. So f- finding those people is, I, honestly, I think, kind of more exciting because it's like this – it's like, it's like panning for gold, and you, and you end up finding something. Bobby's exciting. another example. He was in Atlanta for, what, half a year, yeah. max? And I, uh, we have a mutual friend who's a comedian who went to high school with him. So that's how we got connected to him. Like, he knew his real email, you know? So we emailed him, like, yo, we're coming to Atlanta. You got to be there. And he had just joined the team, so he was, like, inspired to want to get in front of the fans. And he was hilarious. And I messaged my buddy. I was like, dude, Bobby's hilarious. He's like, yeah, he was funnier than me in high school. He started, And he told me the story. Like, when he first got to D.C., he started – like sort of like the early stages of what an influencer would be. He started putting up like funny videos and stuff on the internet and on YouTube. And he was kind of garnering a lot of attention. He was also voted like sexiest player or something like that. Like he started getting a lot of attention and the league shut it all down. The league was like, delete your Instagram, delete your whatever it was, your YouTube. Don't do this. Don't do that. Cause you're a soccer player. You're not supposed to do that. And I think originally they were trying to get families in. So like being wild and funny and stupid, wasn't their thing. And now that I think they see a bit more benefit to being a character and being someone that the fans want to see off the off the field as well. But back then, he would, that all was shut down. Had he been able to do that, he would have been probably one of the biggest names in American soccer because he's just a personality you want to draw. And we kind of, to some degree, he gave us credit for giving him like a second life because the Atlanta fans immediately fell in love with this guy who didn't play. 
because he was so funny and he's so engaging on the internet that they're like connected to him. To, they still tweet at him, and he's not even in the league anymore. He's living yeah. in Houston. Well, it's, I feel like it's gone through that wave where it was like they shut all that stuff down and then they wanted the intention, so now all the players could kind of wild and do what they want. And yeah. it's almost at the precipice where they're going to start shutting things down again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're going to start to become a little corporate. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> where can we find you on social media? Where can people find you, the five people that haven't heard the podcast? Thank you. Uh, at Soccer Cooligans on everything. S-O-C-C-E-R-C-O-O-L-I-G-A-N-S on everything. On Instagram, on Twitter. Personally, I'm at not Alexis. Uh, at Chris Polanco on Twitter and at Christian underscore Polanco on Instagram. But yeah, we, uh, and that the, uh, our social media is another, it's its own uh, job. And we, we take pride in doing stuff uh, for that, making either funny images or videos uh, and, or, or, and just strong jokes on Twitter. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it, our, our Twitter is definitely where it's, uh, where it's popping. Like yeah. there's a, it's great. A lot of engagement. A lot of engagement. But people are really like, we can make a joke and then people can add to it or like, they. All, you get to see how funny our fans are. Yeah. We have just absolutely hilarious fans that make us laugh as well. So it, it's a fun time in general of, you know, a soccer cooligans follow. That's where all the clapping back happens. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh, that's where, that's where it all originated from. <laughs> it's delicious. We got some gifs. The gif of uh, Christian saying, nah, fa- I got you I fam. I got you fam. Is Blythe uh, three million? It's like two million, over two million views. A gif. That's, that's our most successful thing. Our most successful <laughs> thing is a gif. I'm not even in it. I'm not even in it. I directed it though, so it's pretty cool. I'm Scorsese. You know what I mean? Two million people probably didn't see one of his films, you know? <laughs> well, we're going to have to bring the Latino Celino and Barnes back for uh, the soccer film festival <laughs> Hell this yeah. year. Throw uh, money Glazer, if there's any <laughs> Latinos out there, you know what I'm talking about. I remember when I was in corporate, in the corporate world, I was in sales. I went in a building, I looked up, and I said Troman and Glazer, and I'm like, oh, it's an actual law firm? Like, it's, <laughs> it's two words? They said in Spanish commercials it was Troman y Glazer. I thought it was one whole word. I was like, oh, my God, it's a real law firm. I just stopped in to get a business card. I'm like, I just want to have this. I showed it to my mom. My mom's like, oh, my God. It's like celebrities. <laughs> well, Alexis Guerreros, Kristen Polanco. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. I appreciate you being Thank part you of this. Thanks so much for having us. Man. Man. Man.